0: Good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Let me first and foremost welcome all the new subscribers and viewers who picked up the article with Olivia and I in the Business Insider. Hopefully that article inspired you to understand that it is possible. Uh, We talk about things like... One second, folks. Sorry about that. Yes, if you know anything about me, uh, I do like my dogs. Uh, They are with me in my room. And this little guy right here, Sonny doesn't like me standing in the corner. So he whines and goes, what the heck are you doing? So I apologize for that. That's what happens when you do these live. So back to the Business Insider article. My hope is when you read that article is you were inspired by what is possible. We talk about a buy box, sacrifice, you know, time in market is better than timing the market, all of those wonderful things. So hopefully you take that from it. If you are now watching me on One Rental at a Time YouTube channel, realize that we are a different channel. First and foremost, we do a daily show, that is what you are watching right now, seven days a week at 7.30. Uh, In addition to that, I bring on experts every week. Uh, I call them my seven or eight millionaires that we talk about three things that are important to you. Whoa, struggling this morning. Uh, And on top of that, we also congratulate people that are doing the work. What I have here are four cards of people who've done the work. I know the market is hard. We will get into the real estate update here in a minute. I just want to kind of lay the groundwork. But before we do that, we must congratulate JAG. JAG, you are getting three of these cards. You completed a 1031, three deals, congratulations. And Mark, congratulations for getting your second deal. These cards will go out in the mail. Put those right there. Uh, So now for the daily financial news. And let me start with the real estate market update. Again, I've been looking at my market every day for more than 20 years. This market that we're in right now, like right now, Q1 of 2022, is likely going to be the most difficult, most frustrating, frankly, and most expensive market for people to get deals done. Uh, What we are seeing is owner occupants coming off the sidelines. Rates are up and they were waiting and now they're not. This will burn out, but in an environment where we have record low inventory, it is going to be difficult. That said, if you are a real estate investor, I have good news for you. If you can learn your market today, if you can understand average today, you will have decades of experience in front of you. Don't do skinny deals, don't get in bidding wars, don't turn a great deal into an average or heaven forbid bad deal right remember my book one rental at a time never buy or create an alligator it is not a good idea so let me just give you a feel for what i see is going on right now q1 of 2022 might go into april or the spring selling season this again is the hardest market what i would tell you to do is set your buy box i was really happy that the article in business insider talked about how to get started establish your buy box. Watch that buy box every day. In fact, count the listings. How many are active? That is going to be important. That is going to be your first sign that the market is slowing down. Yes, folks, I believe the market will slow down and we will get to that in a minute. So again, set your buy box, look at it every day, count the listings. Next, it is without question that interest rates are going up. We saw the 30-year mortgage jump more than 50 basis points in a week. I don't think that is done. In fact, if you've been watching my channel for any length of time, you know I've been calling for a 50 basis point red hike in, fed rate hike in March for about five months and we are right on the cusp and they will not be done. We get our inflation number Thursday and it's gonna be bad. What is gonna happen when rates go up some more is eventually buyers will be priced out the ones that are on the sideline will be exhausted, and finally, we will start to see inventory build. I believe it picks up from there because I think once the Fed, you know, the Fed's intention is a soft landing. Great, that's their intentions. You and I should know by now that the Fed generally creates hard landings. What does that mean? Recession. I believe we will have a recession uh, this year, at least starting this year. And it could be a long, drawn-out one. Recessions dent consumer confidence. Why is that important? Folks, I've been studying the consumer for more than 30 years. The consumer, when they buy a house, is confident. You generally don't buy a house thinking you are going to lose it. You're have to. you taking thousands, if not tens, or hundreds of thousands of dollars of liquidity and throwing it at something. You have to be confident that you can make the mortgage payment. So again, as a recession starts as job losses ramp, and we go from a 4% unemployment to heaven forbid, five and a half or six, we will see the real estate market slow down again. And when I say slow down, don't hear crash. I'm referring to transactions. That's a very different discussion. So once that happens, again, watch your buy box, your inventory count should be going up. And then finally, the question is going to be, will prices fall? Folks, I've put out that 50-year spreadsheet on purpose for you to go look at. What I would tell you to do is what is happening to wages. Like the 1970s proved, you can have interest rates go up 300 basis points you could have real estate go up 100%. Why? That's not supposed to happen. Wages. We are in a wage, inci- wage inflation cycle, and if it continues, prices will go up because you can afford more. We live in a payment-based society. Whether we like it or not, it is true. That is why SUVs cost 100 grand, because you can finance them over seven or 10 years. And then the big question is going to be rent. What happens to rent in a recession? I've invested through two significant recessions. The Great Recession, probably an anomaly. Rents went up. That is because people lost houses in mass and they didn't like living in their car, so they rented. The the dot-com recession was not as even. It was hurtful in the Bay Area and tech sectors, you know, tech like Silicon Valley and Austin probably. Because again, job losses were concentrated. What happened in the Central Valley, probably the Inland Empire in many parts across the country, not impacted at all, right? It just kept on going. It didn't happen. So again, these are things we are going to have to fall. What I will say about rent is we can't, can't have double digit rent growth. As someone who grew up in a housing insecure environment, there are and will be more and more families that are making very difficult choices. And if your choice is a rent payment or heat, you're going to choose heat. Because again, you will have time to find another place. So again, rent can't keep going up like this. Moving on, we got St. Louis Fed James Bullard out talking. One of the things you should do is watch all the Fed speaks or talks or at least get the headlines. They are indicating whether they are dovish or hawkish. And uh, James Bullard actually expects unemployment this year to get to 3%. I do not see it. That's okay. We disagree. No big deal. I see the, um, the unemployment rate going to 45 or 5% this year uh, because of things going on in the economy. But again... If it gets to 3%, whoa, you know what kind of wage inflation we would have if unemployment was 3%? Wow. Crazy. Uh, don't know if you know this, but guys, ladies, Valentine's Day is around the corner. uh, And uh, there was an article talking about the expected expense on Valentine's Day. You have any guess? How much do you plan to spend on Valentine's Day? Go ahead. You can tell me. We're friends. Well, the average person is going to be spending $208 on Valentine's Day is the estimate. Uh, Earnings today, Monday, we got Tyson's Foods. That was going to be our indication of the meat supply chain. Tyson's Foods reported this morning, gangbuster numbers. I have them here for you. They beat on top, beat on bottom, bottom meaning earnings per share. They earned, where is it? $2.87, a beat of 97 cents. I would say they are doing very well. Uh, in addition to that, we had Take-Two. Uh, they report after hours, I believe. We're going to find out if Take-Two or video games is like Peloton and Netflix, where they've seen the peak, or if we are still gaming like never before. Tuesday, we have DuPont. It's an industrial company. What's going on there? Chipotle, growth, raw cost, inflation, and of course, Peloton. Peloton is going to be a very interesting Not so much earning statement, but can you imagine the conference call? Woo, fireworks. Wednesday, we got CVS and Pepsi, Disney and Mattel. Uh, Really one for me on on, uh, Wednesday is Disney. What's going on with Disney, right? Disney Parks, uh, uh, Disney Plus, all of these things. It'd be very interesting to see what's going on. Thursday, we have Coca-Cola and Twitter. I wanna know what's going on with Twitter. Is it like Snap and had a great, or is it like uh, Facebook or Meta and, and uh, was hurt by Apple's tweak? Um, other earnings that came out today I didn't talk about was Hasbro, again, a toy manufacturer. Once again, beat top and bottom. Uh, also increased their dividend. This is something I think we are going to see going forward as companies who give dividends will be increasing them. Uh, we, have an, we have an acquisition today in the airline space Uh, Spirit Airlines is buying Frontier Airlines uh, in a $6.6 billion stock swap. This is what's going to happen as the economy slows down, is the strong or big will get stronger. Uh, We will see fallen angels taken out, but we will also see acquisitions. It actually will make Spirit Airlines the fifth largest airline in the United States. Who are the largest? Obviously United, American, Virgin? or did Vir- No, Alaska, I guess, bought Virgin. Oh, I guess Southwest would be number four. That's just a guess. I have no idea. I guess I should have looked that up, but anyways. And then finally, the big news of the day, Zillow. Yes, those guys. Zillow just updated their 2022 forecast. Zillow was forecasting 11% home appreciation as of December in early February, they have upped it to 16.4%. They have cited uh, inventory and the fact that the spring selling season might be the hardest market ever. Again, I think Zillow is missing the point. Zillow is looking at a set of data and not extrapolating the future. They certainly could be right, 16.4%. I do not see it. I see a lot of activity in Q1, probably through April. And then if rates go up, transactions slow down and we can finally breathe. I think Zillow again is making a mistake. I think they are repeating the lunacy of their Zillow offers program where they were counting appreciation when they made their offer. We talked about their project catch-up. What was that? Four months ago when they got out of the business. I do not see... 16.4%, but what I think is interesting is they changed it five weeks into the year. Five weeks into the year, they raised their forecast. What is that? Roughly 50%. That is amazing stuff. So folks, it is Monday. I want you to have a wonderful day. Remember, crazy market right now. This is the hardest market I have ever seen, and I've been doing this almost 21 years. That is not an excuse to do nothing. In fact, if you do nothing, you are a spectator. Do the work, set your buy box, track activity, get comfortable with the market. If you can figure it out today, you will be light years ahead of everybody else in the very, very near future. It's that simple. So folks, have a wonderful day. Uh, We will be back on the daily financial news tomorrow. We've got one of our experts here at eight o'clock and then a surprise guest at nine. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.